Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast of wrestling. This is Robbie Joe and man, what a controversial podcast we had today. Uh, we spoke to um, none other than the uh, POW current uh, champion, Taino. Uh, we spoke a little bit about uh, his beginnings, Dory uh, Funk Conservatory, and also the different uh, promotions that he Uh, work along you know those last uh, years we also spoke about the infamous uh, injury he had against Romeo Quevedo um, during anniversary and uh, what happened after that he uh, tells us his side of the story uh, we spoke about uh, the different promotions we spoke about the newcomers uh, we even spoke about uh, his match against uh, Johnny Zeke Um, I want to apologize in advance because at uh, one point during the uh, podcast, his uh, microphone seems that had some, some issues. Uh, you barely will be able to uh, listen to him, but uh, just keep in mind that something uh, might happen. Uh, we have a very controversial topic that um, not many people are going to be uh, cool with that. Uh, but, you know, it's Taino, and uh, he basically doesn't give a crap of uh, what people will believe. Um, And we'll think, uh, think about that. So if you want to hear uh, Taino's take on uh, different uh, topics, uh, you don't want to miss this episode of the podcast of wrestling. That begins right now. All right, and we are in another episode of the Podcast of Wrestling. This is El Presidente, Robbie Joe, along with... Boss Lady, Alexa Shannon. And today we have a very, I would say, polarized and controversial guest. Um, he's been uh, with POW for, I would say, since the beginning, uh, you know, in a dawn of pride. And we're talking of none other than the uh, POW champion, the last of a dying breed, Taino. Hey, how's it going, Taino? What's going on, guys? All right. Well, it, it's going. It's another day, you know. It's another day in this coronavirus uh, 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 season, huh? I ain't afraid of coronavirus. Coronavirus is afraid of me. I'm like Chuck Norris. You're not. <laughs> nice. It's scared of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for, for those of you that um, don't know Taino, uh, Taino has been in the... Uh, um, in the business for for a while now it's been what like eight years now nine almost almost 10 years i think this almost year is like either my ninth or my 10th year this year i can't remember i lose track i get hit in the head a lot yeah and basically uh he's been with uh with pw since uh day one um since uh dawn of pride um when he had this grudge match against uh joshua masters uh for those who don't follow pw uh he was the one who actually uh retired me for good um on my last match um we were going to be talking you know a little bit more about that uh, later later on today uh but yeah but i would like to to uh to thank you first of all taino to uh for joining us um how, how's everything everything going well thank you guys for having me on the show um everything's everything man you know i i miss wrestling um i miss my shoot job so to speak um damn My bad. I don't normally talk outsider, insider terminology like that. Um, <laughs> day job. What was that day job? I yell, at, I yell at you all the time for it, too. Um, I, miss, I, miss <laughs> yeah. my regular, I miss my regular nine to five job. Uh, I actually 
I was I was thankful this week. Uh, the governor decided that we were essential, and I was able to go back to the barbershop. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the plug in here. Go ahead. While I can, please. Go ahead. Um, if you are in the Tampa Bay area, um, look us up. It's Da Vinci's Barber Studio in Spring Hill, Florida. Come and get a cut by your boy. Um, all of our barbers are top notch. We give an experience. We don't just give you a cut. So. Um, thanks for that. I had to get the cheap plug in there, bro. My bad. No, I, I get it. I mean, uh, I'm Taino is my, my barber. So, you know, Taino is Taino. Oh, man, we're talking all types of out of character. And, uh, oh, oh, yeah. And he is, uh, you know, Brutus, <laughs> the, the, the beefcake barber, uh, you know, uh, during the day. So <laughs> Who would have thought behind the scenes he's actually cutting El Presidente's hair? Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The first that, time. I do women's hair. Like, yeah, I'm a barber, yeah, but that's, I'm actually a stylist. So I was going to bring that up. Like, who would have thought? I'm, I'm sure there's people that are going to listen that didn't know that Taino's, I will say, nine to five is, is a barber. And not only just and like, a beautician. And a, because that, that's not, what, for, for, for women, it's not even Not even just guys' hair, but like he does a fantastic job on ladies' hair as well. So anybody that didn't know that, that's a little fun fact about him for you guys there. Yeah. So the big yeah. tough guy. Uh, get you all cut up and looking fresh so <laughs> I, only, I honestly honestly i thought that uh, you know will we'll cut my hair for real like the first time that i went you know to the, to the barber shop uh, i was like oh my god we're in the, you know we're just in in this whole uh, uh field right now and uh he's to, he's going to do something he's going to either like uh, cut cut my uh cut my ear or he's going to basically do a uh, i was going to i was going to end the haircut with a chair shot to the head <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get some scissors and do some some uh, some cheeky stuff on me or something. Like that. Who would have thought Taino could cut hair? I would have thought it would have been like scissors and just like ch -ch -ch. no, he like actually like does like was, nice, I, creative. Like man, I I don't thank know. Thank you. I don't like to do my own horn, but I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. I sure, honestly, man. okay. Whoever, if you haven't seen Taino like yet, you know, in person, you imagine Taino a person that he's going to maybe a bouncer. You where he's like doing or, construction or, work yeah, or construction like, work you know? Like, you know maybe a carpenter you know kind of, but 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 barber <laughs> super stereotypical big guy stuff you know yeah so then you know okay so let's start from from, from the beginning um who, who trained you well originally i was trained by by dory funk jr the hall of famer um up in ocala i was with his camp for a year and a half um I will never talk bad about Dory, ever. Um, I love him to death. He, if you want the best basics, in my opinion, and and you know I don't. Um, this is just coming from me. If you are looking to be a wrestler, and you want the best basics in the world, go to the conservatory. But here's a big but: don't go to the conservatory for a year and a half. Go to the conservatory for their first initial three months. You'll love it. It'll be great. Anything after three months, I promise you, you won't like it. And it'll be dropping the money. <laughs> what that was that about my experience? Uh, yeah, I was there for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was my experience. Listen, like I said, I, I I won't talk bad about Dory. I love Dory to death. He gave me every. I am who I am as far as, um in-ring performer and with my basics and I work as safe as I do in quotation marks because if you've been in the ring with me you know I don't play around but um because of him right. now you're safe I mean you're snug and and it's because of I would say it's out what I would say it's because of our blood I mean we are Puerto Ricans and we are 
snug. We like to tag each other because for us, and we're old school too. So we like to, to, yeah, to tag. I'm not, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's because I'm Puerto Rican because I mean, I'm naturally hot-headed, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's, I'm, it's, I was trained so old school that pulling a punch or, or pulling a kick where you could see it from a mile away, that's not me. I'd rather tag you safely Mm-hmm. Let you know that, you know, that I'm there, that I exist. And hi, how you doing? We're in the middle of a match. I need you to work for me. Um, but that's it. I mean, it's snug. It's just, just enough to let you know that I'm there. And for those who, who don't, don't get what is the, uh, what we mentioned about snug versus, um, you know, not, not being safe. Let, let's, let's, let's stop a little bit over there. So how, how uh, would you separate one from the other? All right. Um, snug you're going to feel the fact that I've hit you, right? Like, I mean, me and you've been in the ring and you know that I've hit, that I've hit you, yeah. but I'm not hitting you to knock you out, to hurt you. It's, it, it's kind of like when you like, when you shake somebody awake and you, you let them know, Hey, you need to like wake up. I'm here. Or like, or, or like in the cartoons where they slap the other person so that they like wake up and, and realize what they're doing wrong. It's kind of like that. That's working snug. I would say um, working unsafe is just straight up cold cocking somebody and punching them in the mouth because you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Or dropping them on your head, on their head because you, you know, decided that that's what you were going to do today. Um, that's unsafe. That yeah, basically, um, if you need to go to the hospital um, after a match, <laughs> that that's unsafe. I mean, I'm not going to say names or anything like that. No, no, <laughs> no, don't listen. We've already we already discussed. <laughs> Don't go there because we got a lot of heat. We got a lot of heat from that, and I yeah, had a lot of people because that was an accident. That, that was I, an I accident. That's yes, true. That's true. That was an accident. And accident happened. It was my fault. So yeah, that accident happened. Accident happens, yeah. and uh, and it was. I mean, and, and the funny thing about that about that crap is uh, that he didn't hit you hard. No, bro. He legit for everybody that's that's listening and and who watched that match. The tip of his boot hit my cheek, but it hit it in such a way that it, it it ruptured all the blood vessels and stuff in my cheek, so it made it swell up the way it did. Now, I will say, had I stepped in any closer to that kick and just and he had gotten me with his whole foot, he would have most definitely broken the whole side of my face. But Luckily for me, I only took a half a step and not a full step. And you know, I went with looking with pop. I went, I went, I was perfectly okay looking like Popeye for like three months. Compared so, to so let like let's just go a little more detail into that too. So I remember, I remember, I was standing there watching as things were. <laughs> oh so God. the the front door and take everything was good. Like um, this was towards the end of the show, so I was able to kind of pause and, and you know take a look inside and see what was going on. And I remember watching, and I was like. Taino, like he just took that, and I see his face is already swelling. And I like, Robbie was next seconds, to me. of seconds. Robbie was yeah. next to me, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like his face. Look at his face, and and it just kept like I felt like I saw it start, and it just like kept getting bigger and bigger. And I was like, "If this wasn't Taino right now, and I know how he would react if I stopped this match, I would jump in the middle of the ring and be like, that's it.' Like, like, the towel. like somebody Literally. check his face." And I was like, "It's Taino though. He's gonna be pissed if I do that." When you when you guys talk to Adam Lewis, the, our our referee. Um, he will tell you, I shoved him three times. Yeah. I told him no three times. And it wasn't until I look up and I see Frankie's face 
that I saw Coach's face on the uh, on the <laughs> stage and how shocked he was. I was like, this has got to be pretty bad. Yeah. Right. So you know, you know that we talk inside the ring and shit. Um, and and you know, there's always communication to make sure yeah. that people are okay and whatnot. So Quevedo at one point goes, looks at me, he goes, "It's bad." I was like, "I'm not calling it. We like we have another five to six minutes to go." Yeah, because that's pretty much in the, in the beginning. Yeah, I don't want to call this. And I and I pushed him out the way once. I told him no. We kept going. We had our sequences already going and and flowing, and the match was good, and we had the whole crowd into it. And then at one point, I'm like, "Oh man, this is really starting to get ugly." Because I touched my cheek, and I could feel the blood like dripping from my cheek which wasn't a whole lot yeah but it was it was enough to to to, to let me know it was bad because I, I was starting to like i was starting to feel the, the cheek completely compress up against my eye yeah yeah and i think Kevito hits me one more time and knocks me down and adam comes to look at me he goes it's bad we're calling it yeah i was like all right well we gotta go so we took it home and I remember, I remember looking at you, like specifically looking at you. As because I had to keep my poker face because we are in the middle of the uh, whole feud. I cannot like just call it. Because I, I was, I didn't even like celebrate in the ring like I normally do for no. that. Like I, it, one, two, three, and I instantly rolled out because I was fucking pissed. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to curse. <laughs> I, was, I was pissed. I, I didn't want to call it. I was mad as hell. And I looked at you and I could see the fear in your eye as to the, like, the cheek looking as bad as it did. And I remember shaking my head at you and looking at you all like mad and stuff. And then I go to the back and I instantly ask for my, my first aid kit that I always, I always keep a little first aid kit in, the, in, the, in yeah. my bag. And my first aid kit has a razor blade. And I went to go, I went to go Lance my eye like underneath my eyelid so that the blood would drain out right yeah because i've had black eyes before that instantly swell and i'll just I'll, I'll nick at it and i'll let the blood drain out and we're fine right and i'll mm -hmm. i'm able to see it's it's still gonna hurt but it just it diminishes the swelling a lot adam lewis the referee luckily was right behind me and literally jumped on my back held my hand and told me to drop drop the knife so I dropped the razor blade, right? I'm like, dude, what the hell? He goes, you cannot uh, lance that. You have to you have to go to the doctors. You can't lance that. So we went to the ER. We took the x-rays and the MRI and whatnot that we had to do, right? And and the doctor comes in and tells me what it was, which was the, the whole busted hematoma, whatever the hell it was. And I was like, all right, well, lance the thing so I can go home. Because that same night i was scheduled to be in orlando for a hair and beauty show that i was <laughs> yeah. so you're gonna so, be so beautiful with your small yeah. cheek yeah yeah so i was like damn bro it's my first it's my first major hair show <laughs> and i can't like i can't go looking like this at all so he's like no we can't pop it because if we pop it you're going to bleed out. I'm like, holy hell, I'm so glad he stopped me because I would have bled out in the locker room. It would have been the end. All, it would have been the end, literally. Pretty right much. there. So funny story. Would be, and I'm sorry to get sidetracked. We were at the hair show and one of the ushers asked me what happened to my face. And I literally told the usher, I'm allergic to being kicked in the face. 
like I had the straightest face. I didn't laugh. I, I sold it completely out, like 100. And then I walked away. I didn't look at her. I didn't like look back or turn around or nothing. But the look on her face when I told her I was allergic to being kicked in the face was priceless. And, and the whole thing with, uh, um, with that was, um, okay, Adam is a uh, EMT. That's uh, for those who, who don't know, Adam is a EMT. So that's that's how the first thing that he checked is out. There was no um, there was no fracture, um, and uh, I took a couple of minutes to go to the uh, to the locker room. I mean, uh, Adam Reyes and Adam Adam Soto jumped to the uh, locker room, and I had to stay with Quevedo. Quevedo was so like so. Um, I would say disappointed. Like he was kind of uh, sad and disappointed of himself, and said, I mean. Just, just chill. I mean, shit happened. And um, Adam Reyes came to me and he said, "I need you in the in the in the back, in the back." And I said, "How bad it is?" He said, "Pretty bad." And at that moment, you already was seated, uh, you know, in the locker room, and um, you had Adam Soto. Actually, you had Morrison uh, like next to you, and I, and 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 we were telling Morrison, Morrison, your your match is next. He said, "I don't care," you know. And um, and Frankie already called the uh, um, the end because the the end of the of the last match were not supposed to be like that, and uh, uh -huh. he just changed the match in like like a, a matter of like two minutes. Okay, this is the, the this is the end now. Um, I did not even if I watched the uh, the last match like maybe yeah. two or three minutes. That's it, um, because. I was so concerned with the whole situation that you had to go to uh, um, to the uh, to the ER. I had to to tell Stephanie, "Hey, this is what happened. He's okay. He had no no fractures." Actually, I was talking to Stephanie. You too, were, and she was like, "Dude, she's a trooper, man." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I know it's really bad." She's like, "I'm a little freaked out." She's like, "Well, I'm kind of used to this." She's like, "It's not the first time we'll be at the ER," and she's like, "It's probably not going to be the last." And I was like damn, you're a trooper. Like, and she's like, we'll just take care of it. Like, it's okay. And I was like, dude, I'm freaked out. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, like it's, and I was like, dang, man. Like, she, she honestly, I have to, I have to give it to my wife. Honestly, I know we, um, you know, as husband and wife or whatever, um, have our issues or whatnot, like any other couple, but she has seen me go through some dumb stuff in the ring. Like just dumb, especially like my first, like, My first two, two and a half, almost three years, like when when I was jumping from camp to camp, um, they warn you about the bump cart, right? Mm -hmm. the bump cart. Kid, be careful. Your bump cart will fill up quick. And when you're starting out in the business, you really don't care about the bump cart. You just want to get noticed. Mm -hmm. Having a bump cart at 150, 200 pounds, okay. Having a bump cart at 280-300 is a whole different subject my friend yeah i don't care what anybody says oh you're big it's more cushion you you know you uh -uh. fall like, no son it's 300 pounds hitting the mat the floor whatever it is that i decided to miss because obviously i'm not going to put somebody that's smaller than me to take my 300 pound ass and just get squashed because you feel like it and um so a lot of the times i would do dumb stuff just and, and tell somebody to move or I would take unnecessary like weapon shots because I thought it was cool. So like my first, my first match, we were, my first match in front of a live crowd was in Ocala 
um, with with Dory Funk's uh, the conservatory, and we did a a tag team hardcore match, right? In that match, there was Sorry. a spot where where they would do the like the the pendulum with the with the ladder, uh-huh. right? So he was supposed to kick the ladder. I was supposed to sell it like like you know I just destroyed my face. Well, I was I was sweating really bad, and my hand slipped off the ladder. So the tip of the ladder clipped my nose and completely ruptured my nose. So in my first match, I broke my nose and I was leaking for about 15 minutes of that match. Oh, sure. And that was that was how I introduced my wife to professional to professional wrestling. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. So now now I, I either give her flowers the day before, or I tell her I tell her to like take a chill pill and not watch the match because I know it's gonna get stupid. So yeah, so just to add a little bit to that, I've actually been next to her for some of your um, some of your matches, even with with other companies, and she holds it together pretty well. I'll be like, <gasps> oh my gosh, and she's like, no, 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 like it's good, and I'm like, she's like, okay. Oh. The whole situation with uh, IWA. Oh. The last time. Oh. Oh Lord. goodness, we were with her, and and you know that we had this whole uh, um you know. Uh, angle that we were supposed to jump in you know on the last uh mm-hmm. at the end and everything and then this yeah, we were doing the whole drunk, thing. yeah and then this drunk uh dumbass uh jumping and, and did what he did twice and you were i mean you lost it you look to the point that benji has to basically hold you hold you because you were i you were basically like had a shot on him yeah you, you had the I, chance I, I knocked him down like four times. Four times. <laughs> I like, know that. Was, I know that. He Mateo. was so drunk. He was so drunk. He reminded me of those like, like Russian nesting dolls that they like weeble wobble, but they'll never <laughs> actually fall down. Yeah. <laughs> now I knocked him down. He would just miraculously like, like, like slingshot back up. Ha- and like, wait yeah, dude, that's how drunk. Coming. Yeah. Was that so, before or after Mateo hit him with the mic? That was after because. <laughs> My, look, my, 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 from my point of view, right, like, I heard the thunk from the mic because the mic was live. Oh, yeah. So when Mateo hit him with the, with the microphone, he exploded the microphone, but, like, you can hear it from the speakers, right? So I'm like, oh, man, this is it. And I was already, I was already hot because, like, the adrenaline is rushing. Yeah. You're still, I'm, I'm in full-blown character. So... And somebody like, just messed up the whole the whole yeah. uh, angle. And somebody decided to ruin the whole segment. We had a whole another thirty minutes worth of a show that we never even got to do. We so, never did the whole invasion thing. No, we never got to do it because we got shut down because of him. Yeah. So I I jump. There's a video. I, I think Carlos uh, Taboo or Taboo yeah. uh, has all the videos. He sent it to me. Um, there's a video where I, it looks like I like I leap over where the um, where the stairs for the ring is, mm-hmm. I leap over that, and I and I remember pushing him at first. But the video shows completely different. Like, if, if I was like, holy shit, I actually hit him. <laughs> like I, went, <laughs> I went in his clothes at first. Just wow. I, I mean, <clears throat> I was in the, uh, I was in the, uh, one of the kiosks next to it, um, you know, waiting for, the, for our queue and everything. And actually, Stephanie was with us. Um, actually, she was with you, right? Yeah, funny funny Next about that. Thing. Stephanie had an IWA shirt on. We had to get her to cover that thing up. I was like, you can't be standing with us with an IWA shirt. Like, you got to put a jacket on or something. <laughs> so, anyway. Fault. She doesn't know how to work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, 
So basically, I was like, oh, shit, this guy is just... Because the guy just jumped on the ring when um, Controversial was in the ring and um, Fashion was in the ring and Fashion was there. And then he was kind of... uh, I don't know. He was kind of uh, waiting. I I, I honestly thought that he was about to hit Fashion, the way that he basically just, like, stand behind Fashion. And I saw that Senor Say look at him... Senor Say just uh, told me after that he was like, a, "Get down, get yeah. down." He was trying to protect. He was to, trying to let, save his life, and they then they didn't want to break character, so they didn't. No. They didn't do what they, sh- you know, they didn't do the typical reaction. No, right? exactly. So, so they they're they're the good guys. They are wanting to stay in character, which I applaud them for that. Um, and I I see Senor Say look at him. I see Angel Fashion look at him. And Angel points the chair at him, and he goes, uh-uh, like giving him the warning, right? Yeah, and he was like, and then, no. And then all hell broke loose. And then all hell broke loose. And, and then the next thing that I saw was Mateo hitting with the uh, with the mic, and then you just close lighting him. I, I just saw a, uh, I just saw the your 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 fist, you know, you you punching him. That's the only thing that I saw. Yeah. And 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 Benji next to you, like, like trying to hold you. It was like, oh, this thing. They is they crazy. actually they had me already in the locker room, right? Uh huh. Like they, they're trying to calm me down. They gave me ice to put on the back of my neck because I was like, I I I had my shoulders and my earlobes, right? Mm-hmm. And I start to hear the commotion again. I'm like, and I you know came back guy. out. I remember I know, you came back I know out. Yeah. This guy did not come back right now. Sure enough. He's trying to jump the guardrail again, right? The second time. The second time. Yeah. He jumped the guardrail, but what he didn't know was the the boys were already set to do the to do the invasion spot. So Dante from um from Tasman, Dante was no 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 no. Dante was not supposed to be there. Dante was yeah. was and he was so mad that him that and Sansi yeah. jump over there. Yeah. And so then uh, they, Miguel. They held him. They held him down. So between Dante and Miguel, the referee, they started putting the boots to him, right? Yeah. They're they're putting the boots to him. And I walked out. I pushed them both out the way. I was like, no, this one's mine. (laughs) I was was not done with him. I wasn't. I wanted to hurt him. I hit him two more times. And then all I remember was this dude. Like, he was like a gorilla-looking guy. I swear to God, he was like 6'8". And built like a goddamn house. Picks Wait, that was up. the one who got pissed because uh, 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 somebody hit his uh, daughter. No, no, no. This is a security guard, dude. He's oh, okay. Like a SWAT deal. Picks him up and just starts walking with him. Okay, okay. It, I, I never saw security. I never saw security. Bro, it was crazy. In, in almost 10 years of wrestling, I've only had to deal with two situations like that. One was in... Uh, a company that I won't mention right now unless you absolutely ask me about. So, and then the I, well, is it one that I think? It's always the one you think. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. No mind. You know. Always the one you think. Um, and and that was that was a, a twenty minute twenty man pileup on some drunk dude. It's always a drunk guy, by the way. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, n- nobody, nobody on his five senses would jump the barricade no. against, you know, in, and being in front of people who do, who beat each other just for fun. And it's going to be maybe two or three times the uh, 
you know, as big as the, as the person is. You know, you know, you know what? What's crazy? He like he looks. He looked like he weighed a buck twenty, soaking wet. Exactly, yeah. like a littler he dude. Jumped, too. He he jumped in the ring with a bunch of gorillas, who were literally swinging chairs and kendo sticks at each other with no protection whatsoever. Right. No. None whatsoever. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like, it, it's funny. If, if those of you that are listening, do not let your friends drunk talk you into getting your ass beat. No. Stay behind, stay behind the guardrail, please. I went into, like, an hour and a half rant after that. Oh, yeah. We, so on, the, on our way home, we turned that on live. We were listening to you. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah, we were, we were enjoying the whole I was so mad I couldn't even get the words out correctly. No, you were you were cursing. I think that somebody told you something <clears throat> because the first part of the uh, um of the live you were cursing like like a sailor, and then yeah. the second oh, yeah. part and then the second part you were kind of apologizing and like being more cool down and say, oh, I think somebody told him you know chill or whatever. Um, so because it was so, ah. <laughs> Hi, Steph. Um, so, <laughs> so, so basically, um, we were like, a, what did you say? <laughs> All right, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> you got to edit that out, right? <laughs> I think she doesn't know. Anyway, so, um, so. Um, I, I'm so sorry. I just forgot what I was saying. Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, we're watch, we're watching the uh, the 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 live. I remember Sweet was with us. Um, Jared was with us too, right? Uh, yes. Jared, yeah. you know, we had the car. We were like uh, like four people in in the car, and we were like you know, uh, listening to the um uh to the pot to the uh, Facebook live that you did, and we were so honestly, we were like so pissed as well because for us, it's like we just did the uh, the travel. You guys, we were there you guys like the whole day, for nothing. and yeah. then we did do, do nothing. And um, we, after you left, we had to come up with another idea in order to, uh, um, you know, to put the videos that we needed to put for for the, uh, you know, for for the storyline, you know, that that we had to put for the uh, for the program for the TV show. And finally, after like an hour or hour and a half after, that that's when when we came up with with an idea. But yeah, but that the whole situation basically it, mess, it messed up everything. It messed up the whole the whole, yeah. the whole angle uh, at that point. Um, I would say that we have the um, at least we're we're um, blessed, or I would say it's, I think it's because of the way that we do our shows. Nobody has been that crazy to uh, no. jump. I mean, there was one guy like like a couple of shows ago that I thought that he was about to do something. I was I was. Okay, I was actually egging him on. My brother was standing right there anyway. He's like waiting for it. He's like I was, watching. I was, I was really egging him on to to jump in the ring because yeah. he was he was nonstop, and you know I worked the whole match to him. <laughs> you did. I was, I, you did. I was so extra with that match. It's not even funny. I know. I, I was like, he's. I was. He doesn't have any clue who he's really talking none of, to. None of the things I did in that match was necessary as far as like how much heat I was trying to attract because I knew I knew I was pushing him I, and I knew I like every time I would work towards him or like make a face towards him or or who was it that I was working with that I was um that was the day of you uh wrestle on Abrams yeah with Nick every time I would like when I put Nick in the camel clutch 
and I and I yelled out, "I make him humble." <laughs> and I'm looking dead at him. I'm like, "He's gonna jump in the ring. I'm gonna have to drop Nick." <laughs> you know, you know why I think we never had that kind of issues because we don't sell beer, we don't sell liquor. No, because, yeah, um, definitely. Our, our anytime, people. Anytime you join alcohol and professional wrestling, you're gonna have some. Yeah, you need you need barricades. You need yeah. barricades. You just and, gotta limit it. You just you just gotta watch the consumption. You can't yeah, keep well, over serving. But there's always there's always gonna be that one. You know, somebody that pre games or wants to yeah. be a little just because they have some beer muscles. So yeah. it, I mean, it's natural. Just as long as you have the barricades and enough security, normally nothing happens. That's yeah. true. I mean, and, and, and the whole thing is that we're losing money with that because we are, we actually had the uh, um, the, the um, um, I would say the license, no license, because it's a you know the, the rec center told us that we we can uh, yeah. sell sell beer over there. So, but some it's it being a, a a continuous I would say um, conversation that me and Alexi will. will you know, we're having like a, should we allow selling beer? Should we do that? I mean, just, just two per customer type of deal. Like, yeah, like exactly. You, you put a limit. Like limited and, and find a way to like either mark their hand twice or whatever. So that you know that they're, you know, that they're at the limit. That's it. Yep. You know, because it doesn't, it doesn't mean you go to a professional wrestling show or a baseball game or whatever and get, you know, shit faced because you feel like it. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's kind and, of what and, we and you were saying if there's people who pregame, there's people who uh, I know people. I know people who just go to the uh, to the uh, to the parking lot and then just put some some beers in on, on their tr in the trunk and then just pregame before going to the uh, to the show. So um, so yeah, I mean, it, if somebody wants to be drunk, he, they, they there's a lot of other ways to to get drunk. Yeah. So, um. So Taino. Um. We basically were like so far away from where we wanted to, to talk. Yeah. But no, <laughs> yeah, it's just that those those stories are so so great. It's uh every time that something like that happens on uh, uh, on wrestling that something that we're not supposed to happen, it's like you have to talk about that. Yeah. Um so so going back to you know when you were re uh you know wrestling and uh, where you started and everything, um so what was the, some of the companies, you know, uh, that you that you wrestle in those like 10 years or, or so, states the so places that you when I left the funks um I was with amp pro wrestling who which was at that point it was run by uh the Puerto Rican hound dog you guys know him mm -hmm. um because I left I left Dory's camp to go into his camp and I was with hound dog for like six to eight months um hound dog actually really taught me how to think outside of the box as far as wrestling goes um, because I was so used to to Dory's way of wrestling, like he was he was basic in 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 the greatest of ways, right? So mm -hmm. um, we have what we call the international, right? Yep. So he, yep. he he taught us to that that the best way to open up a match, especially when you don't have somebody that you have chemistry with in the ring, is you know go international. Mm -hmm. Just just switch it up a little bit, you know, take something out or put something in, but it's basically the same international, right? Yep. Um, and and Hound Dog was would look at my matches and he's like, "Why? Just just think of something different. Think outside of the box. Put something different into it." So, um, bro, there was times where I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't train with 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 Dog anymore because he would drill us so hard. Like he made me question wanting to be a professional wrestler. I'm not even lying. He doesn't know this, and when he hears, it, he's gonna be like, "Wow, Pendejo!" But 
It, it's true. <laughs> Hound, Dog, Hound Dog made me think outside of the box, made me a better wrestler as far as like psychology goes, right? Um, he, he, he would look at my matches and he would break them down and he would, he would tell me things to, to change or to add or to like make more facial, facial, facial uh, expressions here or more body language there type of things, right? Um, Hound Dog for me is like, is, is my, my wrestling father. No, definitely. And, and here's the thing. I saw Hound Dog when I first saw Hound Dog. He was when he uh, did a, uh, uh, he, he wrestled in IWA in Puerto Rico around like 2000 and I think it was 2008 or no 2006 I think it was yeah so we're um, yeah and he he he's a you know he's a veteran he knows a whole lot yeah and actually when I met you you were like a tag team with with a uh, hound yeah I'm pretty yeah. sure I met both of you at the same time we we make better enemies than we do partners in the ring but um I love the guy to death we I, I was with him for a, for a long time I still train with him when I can and and and, and when I have the time I love training with him. Um, he opened up a lot of doors for for us because he, there was a like a click of us. Um, it was uh, myself, Hound Dog, uh, Rome, and Cuban Tude, which Rome and Cuban Tude have stepped away from the business. Those are my wrestling brothers. I love them to death too. Um, we went we went with Hound Dog pretty much anywhere and everywhere he had opportunities. So wow. he took us. He took us out to uh, Vintage Professional Pro Wrestling in, in Orlando and Stanford. Um, we met a lot of great people up there. Uh, John Davis, um, Simon Says, Beast Mode at the time uh, with Biff and Don Maximo, um, Dark City Fight Club, uh, Corey Chavis and uh, John Davis. Uh, just to name a few, we, we, we met with them and we really honed our craft in with them. Those guys um, up at Vintage, they were what I think professional wrestling needs now. If, yeah. if, if, if you're asking, like, if you're asking my opinion of what we need now, we need people that keep it old school, but are still willing to teach the next generation. You get what I'm saying? So, like, like with the people from Vintage, for example, uh, Biff and Max were the champions for a really long time in that company, right? And myself... And Rome and myself and Cubans who would, would interchange tag team partners um, for the company. But when we first started, we did six months as security guards. We yeah. would we would tear we would tear down and 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 build the the set from top to bottom, chairs, ring, the whole nine, right? And then they would put us to work as security guards. As security guards, we got beat up month in and month out like the worst beatings i've ever taken in wrestling period was from the four of them right yep but when it came time to it when it came to, and we would we would take our lickings we would go back to the locker room shake hands thank you hey i can't wait to do it again next month right because we knew that the opportunity would eventually arise correct um so we they finally gave us the opportunity to go up against the tag team uh, champions which was Don and Don Maximo and Biff Slater at that time. And they put us over. They didn't have to put two kids that had no business at that point being in a ring with them or that they felt that was beneath them put over, but they put us over. You get what I'm saying? It made sense the way they put us over. They didn't, we, you know, we didn't go over clean or anything, but they put us over. They gave us a match, a legitimate match. 
now you get now you get these kids and the and these bitter old vets and and it's like okay well i try to teach you you don't want to learn because the 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 green boys have like this this ego about them where they think that because they paid for wrestling school then they've paid all their dues and that's a fucking lie in its own um then it, it the like the generation doesn't meet in the center you get what i'm saying the the Definitely. vets the vets try to teach but the green boys don't want to listen so then the vets are like well fuck off i'll just keep doing my own thing um and and that doesn't correlate all the time you get what i'm saying um we went from we went from vintage we went down to a real pro um in in fort lauderdale which at that point it was uh new era wrestling i believe that company's changed names twice okay. so from new era to real pro um i don't know who owns it now i don't remember who owned it back then um but we had a great time then um where else have i traveled out to um go russell yeah uh, yeah I, w- I was in puerto rico for like a week and a half with uh carlos but i was still with dory then um okay. dory had dory has a working relationship with them so um they hit him up on a monday and i was in puerto rico by wednesday and i wrestled the whole weekend with them and um we we talked business but we couldn't you know we didn't come to terms um on, on, on anything really like as far as like pay or how they were going to get me in and out of the island whenever so mm-hmm. uh, i'm not i i paid for my first flight out i'm not gonna bullshit or or you know try to work a worker i paid for my first flight out um i worked the, the tryout matches i didn't get paid even though i was promised pay but I was also smartened up to the business by then because everybody that had worked Puerto Rico that I've been friends with here had already told me how it works in Puerto yeah, Rico. No. You know, um, uh, you were uh, known for uh, that. Ven a la oficina el martes y se doy los pagos ahí. Yeah, on a Monday and I need my money by Sunday. So, you know, Hector never got paid for that one. Um, I, I will say, though, I love working in Puerto Rico. I can't wait to go back if the opportunity ever arises before I decide to hang them up. Um, I will definitely shoot back down to the island and work because 100 people in Puerto Rico sounds like 1,000 people in Puerto Rico. So, um, With air horn and the, uh, and the foie. So that's yeah, the thing. Wah, wah. <laughs> you see me? I am not the only one. Right, yeah. Um, and the air horns, yeah. Where else? I, I've worked in Alabama, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, I've I've been fortunate enough to travel, man, and, and and represent and make a lot of good friends and and work with good companies. Um, over the you know the the course of nine to ten years, uh, Brawl USA, I can't I can't leave out my my one of my home territories out. Um, they they also were one of the first companies to to give me a shot. I started I actually started working for them with Brawl USA and James Legend as a camera guy. Wow. Like I was working camera and and security for for Brawl USA before I did you know before he gave me a shot, and and that's kind of like like what I was saying like the 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 youngins the green boys don't have any idea what it feels like to work your way you into have a no idea. they want to um, they want to go from they want to go from they want to go from camp to being a fucking champion somewhere and do like first of all. My and in my general opinion, take it or leave it. You know, feel how feel how you want about it. You know how I am. Um, a, a a title for for a professional wrestling company is a it means nothing. And I and I'll say this: it it really means nothing. 
as far as like face value goes. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're, I'm not getting paid anymore because I'm a champion for POW or any of the other companies I'm, I'm a champion for. That, eso, es, eso es el, como nosotros decimos, glo, glorioso. Uh, yeah, glorious. Cuando, yeah. Tú, cuando tú lo que quieres es el título nada más. Uh, I'm not for that. Uh, if, if I've made any reputation for myself is if you ask any of the people that I've worked with, I'm always about what's going to be best for that show. You get what I'm saying? I don't care if I'm going over or under. How can I make you look better so that I can look good as well? Um, and it, it takes time to get from camp to a position like like where I'm at or where other people are at where they're considered, you know, looked up to or, or somebody to respect or et cetera in the business. Now, I'm not saying I'm either of these either. You know, the whatever title people put on me in the locker room, that's on them. You get what I'm saying? Yo, I, I will, like, I'm... I, I don't so much demand respect, but I've earned my respect. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Because I'm not, I'm not disrespectful in the locker room. I will tell you to fucking leave if you're, if you're being a douchebag or, or you're disrespecting my locker room because I protect the business that I love. But I'm not, I, I'm not in no way, shape, or form like trying to feel like I'm better than anybody or, or in any tone like, you know, have my chest puffed up. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the the green guys come up and they're like they're wanting to go from camp to to being champion just to say that, oh, I'm a champion somewhere. But being a champion means that you have to be able to 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 hold the company, you know, to sell tickets. Just on your marquee look alone, you get what I'm saying? Or, or, or I, I like, I like uh, when I'm studying or like when I was doing a lot of video and stuff when I was uh, starting out, one of the things that stuck out about watching people like Triple H or, or – or Ric Flair or Chicky Star or any of the bad guys that I love to watch was I love to hate them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, I didn't care what they were saying next Monday night or next Friday night. I just wanted to see what they were saying so that I can, I can get mad about it. Man, that's like, that is me with you when like character speaking, like, dude, like, (laughs) man, Alexis, tell them that I'm the only one that gets you stumped. Like, you're like, I just don't have a comeback for you today. Yeah, like, like okay, it's you in first place, and Salazar's right there, too. Salazar gets me pretty freaking pissed as well. But, like, for for sure you, but I, you say shit that's, like, straight facts. And I don't even, it's like, shit, what do I say now? Like, we're live. Ah, uh, shit, come with something. <laughs> like, that was so true what he just said. What, the fuck? Yeah. what do I say now? That's like a conversation I had with Robbie when I was first starting out. Like, I think it was like midway through, we, we were just finishing up the Josh Masters feed. He goes, bro, I don't even know if, if, you're, if, if your promos are shoot, like if they're for real, for real, or if you're playing like your character. So he asked me the percentage of like, like how real to how fake of my, of my shoots are, or like my promos are. And I'm like, well, it really depends. Sometimes they're like a, a, a 90, 10, either way. It just depends. Like, uh, I would say I would say ninety ten, but it, it it depends on what ninety ten it is. So so the whole thing with when when me and you were feuding, um, um, I would say from from the get go, um, I would say we shoot the the whole time. We were we went uh, um, didn't we? Oh, I, the second time, the okay. second time I think we went. You say shoot because I was using factual facts. Right. That and you so, were like, and you were pissing me for real. You were you you started backyard. You made yeah, your way. Yeah, and that was like. But I was not. 
I was not shooting the fact that I meant it in a hateful, harmful way. I was just trying to get the show over. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> but and that's where and, and that's where that's where the conversation like goes because sometimes you'll be like, "Bro, how real was that?" And I think it's because we are so so old school in that that I mean, I still come from 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 a uh, from a uh, uh, a generation that we gave a a lot, you know, that we yeah. basically believe that, you know, and we yeah. believe. And if we if I'm going to to feel with you. Beg your ass! I'm going to hate you, you know, and and, yeah. and we're going, you know, and that's because that's if I mean, I can be in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. It makes it better, it makes it more believable. Exactly. I mean, during during the whole show, we are in, you know, even in the locker room, we are in two separate places. Um, we talk when we have to basically say, okay, we're we're going to do this, we're going to do that, uh-huh. and actually, the way that we do is. Okay, this is the this is how I want to start, and this is going to be the finish. Whatever is going to be after that is is what we just call it in the uh, in the ring, yeah, we'll and that's, that's that's the beauty of it, you know. Yep. But um, yep. when we were talking about doing the uh, the promos and doing that, I mean, I love to I, I love to to feel with you because you made me like going at it with with the promos. I mean, I knew okay, he's going to say that, and he's going to basically destroy me. I had to come. I had to go with a comeback. And actually, for the second uh, um, uh, match that we had, you had me. You had me so, like, mentally destroyed, but mentally beat it by the yeah. time that we had the match that I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, when I so, said that I'm not going to wrestle anymore, it's just, I, yo, I just, I, I do, I, And I do my promos like that because I had to, like, I, I had to try to stand out somewhere, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not flashy in the ring at all whatsoever. I'm like... Your, your basic five moves of doom guy, right? Yeah. But something about me had to give off that I, I hate him, but I, I got to watch what he says so that I can be mad again, right? Yeah. Like, we have, we have a couple of fans that are, like, faithful to our shows that come every show. And, like, I work towards them a lot because I know that they're there not just to see me, but they're there because they want to hear what I'm going to say to piss them off. Yeah. yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? So... So I like that's that was one of my target things. Like like Nova has has the flashy promos. He's got some great promos with you know the background and his character and stuff like that. So I was like, man, I can't do that because I'm not I'm not technologically savvy at all. Like using Zoom is as far as I go. <laughs> and well, congratulations. Because I invited you. Yeah. yeah. We sent you so, the link. So like so like to say like to put a, a green screen on and to go through all that process on the computer. I was like, I'm not doing that. All right, put a put a plain background as my <laughs> as my uh, background for my promo. I'm gonna shoot from the hip, and there's times where I, I'm I'm being for real. I what I say is because I mean it, and then there's times that I'm using factual stuff that I don't necessarily really mean, and I say necessarily because sometimes I mean it, sometimes I don't, and there's times where I'm like, I'm poking at you to see what your reaction is going to be, to see what your next promo is going to come out to. But I would say, depending on the individual, it's 90-10. 90% it, I'm being for real, like mm-hmm. I don't like what I'm, I, I, I'm saying what I mean, or 90-10, it's factual stuff, but I'm really joking around to see what you're trying to say the next one. You get what I'm saying? Well, it, it, me and Adam Soto uh, were talking about that uh, on the uh, podcast that we had. Um, the whole feud with uh, Zeke. I remember that, okay, what you want 
And uh, you asked me, and I said, well, I want you to make him pissed. You know, when you get a promo, you yeah. destroy him because I want, I know the potential that he has, but it's, I just don't want to, you know, to put it easy on him. I want him to actually fight and that. You never, and you never turned down any of my promos. You instantly put them up. You turned down like three of my promos for that, for that feud. I was mad. I was like, what the hell does this guy, does he want? Like, I was like, I can't. What perfect ha-ha funny stuff does he want? And then when I, like, when I finally clicked in, like, you don't want ha-ha funny, you want me to, like, really make him pissed off. I was like, okay, well, let me go with the actual facts yeah. of things. So, like, like with that one, I was like, man, I'm really going to have to work at this one. And I was like, I was trying to make it funny, but funny with, like, hurtful shit in it, if, it made it, if that makes any sense. Like, <laughs> funny, but I'm going to kick your ass anyways. Yeah. yeah, and 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 actually, when you when you cut that promo that you went like you know, I would say that you shoot at, at him. Um, oh. He he texts me and say, "So what was that?" And I was like, <laughs> "Look, that's why I asked him to do." Check this out. Um, and what was that? I had to go. I was actually dropping uh, flyers off to to court to Johnny Zeke that uh -huh. night. Um, because the show was coming, whatever, and he was going to give out flyers. And that was the same night that you dropped that promo. And I actually saw him in person for a brief couple moments. And he was like, like, I was just working and like, I got off. He's like, I'm so pissed. Like, I got to do a promo now. Like, I got to do this he shit was now. Legit. Like, he was like, he was, yes, <laughs> he was. And when anyway, he basically texted me and said, so what was that? I said, I was like, well, that's, that's, you, you wanted to go for the championship. I'm not going to give it to you. I, this is not, you know, the other company that, um, you know, they just play to wrestle. Uh, you have to basically, like, fight for it. And, um, and say, oh, so that's what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. And he gave me what I personally believe is his best promo ever. <clears throat> he, yeah, did, not, he did I, a, he a hell he of a promo to, back. He definitely had to, like, level himself to a certain standard with me because I, like, we had a conversation after our first after the first match i'm sure we're gonna have a couple more um and, and i told him i said i'm not gonna make this easy on you i'm because i'm not and and no matter what the final outcome of this is you're gonna either it, it's gonna it's gonna make you one of two things it's either gonna make you a better wrestler and you're gonna step up your game and it's gonna elevate you or you're gonna decide that you don't want to do this anymore and you're gonna get the hell out of my ring it, that's, that's, that's what's simple. supposed to be. It's just, that's, that's, that's supposed simple. to be. And, and, and as like, ask Nick, because me and Nick had a conversation afterwards too, after our match. And he said it, like he said, I elevated him to a certain standard because I have to, I have, I have to keep myself accountable to a certain standard, right? As, as an athlete, as a professional wrestler. And the last, I want to say that the last six months to the last year has probably been the worst I've ever felt as far as like an in-ring performer because I, I was out of shape. I wasn't taking care of my body. So I, I didn't feel like I was giving a hundred percent in my matches. I mean, you guys think differently or might think differently. Um, but you know, we're always our worst critic. So like, as I was the, the feud with Josh masters and I, he made me elevate to a, to a different level. That was, that was like, a pretty because, great, yeah. You know, because of Josh good. Masters, like, my cardio went to a different level. I had to, like, actually hit the gym and, and work out and, like, try to lose this, this keg that I have. Um, okay. Like, I, I was, like, I was into it, right? But then there was just, like, this 
there was like this peak, like where I plateaued and I wasn't feeling myself. I really wasn't feeling being in the ring. I was getting tired. Um, and my matches, like my matches showed it. So it wasn't until like right around Nick that I was like, okay, I either got to pick it up and, and get back to being me or I have to get out because I'm not, I don't want to be a laughing stock, you know, in, in three months and be like, oh, look at the fat guy who can't work anymore. He's getting blown up in the ring or anything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. when you give me the opportunity to work with Zeke, it, it, and he doesn't know it, but the, the, the facts are like Zeke has to elevate himself to a certain extent, but I have to keep a certain standard. Yeah. Which which I didn't feel like I had. So I had to cut I had to bring myself back to that. Right? Um and, and the conversation that like once I, I spoke to him, I said, A, you have to have a thick skin because the boys are ruthless. Yeah. None of us are gonna give you any leeway. And if you open the door, like if you open it a snitch, we're gonna kick the some bitch open. And if we can rib you, if we can ride you, if if we can make fun of you for anything, we're gonna do it. It's up for fraternity. Yeah basically yeah it, 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 it is and on top of that like we want to see who belongs right like if, if you're dealing with anybody that's old school or anybody and all the old timers or the actual veterans we want to see who belongs who is worthy to sit in a locker room lace a pair of boots and call themselves one of us right so we're gonna give you shit about it it's it's a level of hazing where you know, like people are like, oh, because the, the, the country or the world's gone PG and, and they don't like hazing. They don't like people picking on each other. But we grew up on that. We grew up on picking on people or being picked on or et cetera. That's true. To a certain extent, obviously, you know, we never took it over the over boundaries. I think kids nowadays take it a little bit more than they should. But like when you're in, in a locker room with us, if we can haze you about anything, if we can rib you or make fun of you about anything, we're going to do it. I mean... Sam C, Sam C is a perfect example of that. Oh yeah, like I love the kid, I really do because he has stuck it out, and we gave him hell. Yeah, the the kid's got more monikers than I can count. He's got more things than I can remember, but he stuck it out, man. He stuck it out, and he and 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 I give him his props because a lot of people would have folded under that pressure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He basically, oh, yeah. he's basically consider like for, for for a lot of people like one hell of one of the best talents in uh in, in florida uh scene right now um, bro i give it to him he's grown a lot since i met him yeah i i, I you know i like if and i'm talking because i'm talking we're not talking in character but mm -hmm. um he, he's grown a lot since i met him when i met him a couple years ago bro he he couldn't throw a clothesline to save his life no, that's true, and and, and basically he is and, and he learned the hard way as well because he was banned for he was banned with from pow for 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 several shows for the whole for the whole shit it, that, that happened you know it, and yeah. um he had you know he had to basically step up and uh you know you know be realize be a man about things yeah yeah and and uh and that's the reason why why sam is is considered one of our our boys right now and uh mm -hmm. you know and, and you know whoever is in 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 pow like that, who wrestle on a regular basis, um, you know that we are a family over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have people who come and go, and then maybe they're going to have one match, maybe they're going to have two matches, and uh, but you know, but the people who are core with us, people who basically has built uh, PLW from 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 the beginning, 
yeah, we are a family, and as a family, we fight and we we argue, and 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 I got pissed with you know at them, and uh, if I had to tell something at them to in the school or in the chat, you know that I'm going to be the first one that is going to say, it. and 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 I, and I have no paño uh, tibio, I don't have like a, yeah. a warm towel for them, so yeah. I'm going to tell them, you know, why why I am I am mad, and um, and these new students that are are you know coming and. Uh, they're pretty talented because uh, they they go to their to you know to the practice and they're talented, but they have to understand that this is not playing to wrestling. They have to understand that you know this is a business. You get paid. It's not the same that when you go in and play uh, like a tr tr shoot hoops at the uh, you know at the basketball. If you're coming in, if you're coming into if you're coming into any locker room in professional wrestling, you're not here to play wrestler. Period. You are what you are. You're a wrestler. You, yeah, you, but you carry yourself as one. You carry yourself as one. You protect the business as one. If you can't do those things, then you shouldn't be in the locker room. But you know that that the whole shit about that is because uh, um, there's some promotions that they just open and they, you know, they just play to wrestle and they are used to go to those uh, promotions, you know, and then they come with those bad habits from so there, that, and then you have to basically around them. That's learning. That that's a learning experience because listen, I I did a lot of shitty shows. In the yeah. beginning, I'm not gonna. I had good shows. I had great shows that I would go and get paid and be treated well, and and have respect for the business. And then we would go from those shows that taught us everything to going to these shit shows where these guys were doing everything underneath the sun the wrong way, and we were looking at each other like, "Damn, really? This is what we're gonna do?" And we would leave those shows. So if the kids are coming from the bad shows first to then come into a good show like ours. Where there, where there, where there needs to be respect, and we have respect for the business as a whole. Yeah, they don't know how to do it. It is up to us to teach them, or to get them out of the business. Exactly. exactly. You, you get what I'm saying. So it, it, it it's a it's a two way road. It just depends on how you look at it. Like like I'm gonna go back again to the whole Zeke situation. With this with this feud, if it continues, or whenever we get back to normal and we can wrestle again. I'm going to have to elevate him. It is my job as the veteran inside the ring, because I've been doing this longer than him, not that I'm calling myself a veteran, and because I'm doing this longer than him, it is my job to lead him to a certain standard. Now, it is, it is my choice whether it's going to be a lower standard or a higher standard, and you, you know me. I'm never, I don't lower the bar for anybody. No, that's true. Even, even to me. You and you can attest. I told you when we were when we were working. I gave you two, two mess ups. If you mess up on the on the third time, it's three strikes you're out, and it's all heat from there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, with, with when I start to work and I start to get, you know, different uh, different levels for everything. Um. Then I then I adjust to the to where I need to be. But my bar never lowers. My standards never lowered. Um, and and that's the way it needs to be in every locker room. That's true. That's true, and and that's some. That's one of the reasons that I have you there because um, actually we had this conversation one time. I think it was before the last show that we had. Um, that you told me you have to let me to uh to be the lead, the locker room leader if you want me to be the locker room leader. I, I and, didn't. I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't exactly in those words, but I did tell you that you needed a locker room leader. Whether it was it was Morrison or myself or Nova or any of the boys that actually get it, like Salazar, because people like us protect the business. We were having issues. I won't mention names, 
or, or individuals, but we were having issues and I called everybody out on the chat and, and, and I would do it for any company that I'm in a certain level of position or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, because you, the, the way I see it, right? You have a job, your job is promoter, correct? Yeah. So it's your job to promote the show, it's your job to get people in the door. We will help by, by throwing out flyers or putting our names on all over Facebook and social media, et cetera, correct? But you are the promoter. We are the talent, the, the, the wrestlers. We do the work inside the ring. You have a certain, you, you're gonna have a certain level of respect for you inside the locker room. Obviously, because you're the owner, you're the promoter, this is your company. But the boys look after the boys. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, for example, the Miz was kicked out out of the locker room and he couldn't get into the locker room until the boys allowed him to come back into the locker room, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Vince, Vince McMahon could have went in there and told everybody to let him in the locker room and nobody would have moved. Nobody would have budged. Everybody would have left him sitting outside changing because they protected that locker room, correct? Yeah. So in the same token, every locker room, it doesn't matter what company it is, whether it's POW um, or, or whatever, needs one of those or two of those or three of those individuals that when one individual is not there, the other one takes over, that people respect, that people acknowledge, that people know that that's the guy not to fuck with, that that's the, that, that that's the, the standard bearer, that that's the guy that holds the, the baton, so to speak, um, for, for how the locker room is going to run. You get what I'm saying? And, and with, that, with that situation, when I spoke to you that time, yep. we were having an issue because you have students from a school and you have green boys who are under a certain time in the business not paying any dues. And then you have people like Nova, who I, I will point out, and I, man, honestly, I, I love that guy to death. And I can't wait to get one-on-one -on -one in the ring with him because they, we're going to blow the roof off the place. But Nova's one of the guys that he's there before the show starts. He helps it up. He's there during the show and does whatever you need him to do. And then he's there after the show to help tear down. But Nova's been doing this for a while. Yeah. In all reality, Nova can, sit back. Nova can sit back in the locker room and say, I don't want to do anything. You get what I'm saying? Yes, that's true. And, yeah. and then you go to shows where there's legitimate legends who are still setting up and breaking down a wrestling ring. So if, if legends can do it, if people above you in time can do it, why can't you, the green kid who has less than five years in the business who has who has done nothing as far as paying dues because you don't know how to tear down a ring you don't know how to build one up you don't know how to put the sound system together you don't know you don't even know how to stack or unstack chairs correctly but you want to go into the locker room and demand respect and demand money at the end of the night it's a mentality thing like we were talking about it's all mentality here's the thing the way i see it the way I see it, and I think, again, it's because where I, come, I came from. When I used to wrestle or manage, you know, back in the day, we started to set up the ring and, uh, and the sound, because we had this uh, DJ that set the sound, at 1 p.m. and the show was at 8. 
because we had, you know, on the uh, on the Bay Bowl Stadium, you know how it's and in Puerto Rico. And you're, working, and you're working in Puerto Rico, which means the show didn't start till midnight. Exactly. And 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 you know that in Puerto Rico nobody nobody gets paid on, on unless you're you working uh, uh, with Carlos or IWA. And, uh-huh. You know. So we were there at one. We were setting up everything. We were going to and have a meeting and say, okay, this is the different fields that we're going to have. This is the, the and they were basically uh, telling you, you know, the how the how the match will go. You go back and if you know if you need to take a shower, if you need to go to your house because everything is closed in Puerto Rico, uh, and get your 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 bag and your stuff. Okay, you go to your your house, but you have to be in you know there you know back there uh, in an hour. You know if you had to yeah. eat, if you had to finish everything go back to the park that we have we're going to have the show finish set up everything the you know the tarp and uh, uh everything have the show and the show ends maybe at midnight put everything in the um in the uh truck drive the truck to whatever the place we had you know for for training and basically ter- put everything at the place, so the next day we have to go and and set up the ring, uh, whatever the okay. uh, the training. Yep. And I, sh- day of the shows, I get home maybe at one or two in the morning, you yeah. know, for not just because we love the sh- the, the business. Listen, you know, when when I when I first started out, and and any of the any of the 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 Florida Illuminati don't. I'm not, I'm not, I, that's, that's a legitimate thing. Don't, don't start laughing. That's a, the shoot thing with a bunch of the old timers here in Florida. Okay. Will attest to the fact that when I first started, there was a couple times in Stanford and in, in, in other places where we would set up the ring, the sound system, the chairs, just two of us. Yeah. Or, like he said that he did that when he was a, a student. Or we would have help putting it together but it would be two of us tearing everything down hey that sounds really familiar like after our shows you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah so so it's 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 that like that mentality when i see when i see young guys or green boys coming and, and they're like oh well i don't i don't feel like you know setting up the ring who you are you? what have you done you get what i'm saying what what have you done who are you and what dues have you paid today because and, and don't don't get me wrong, I'm I'm one to where a certain ex, it, it stops at a certain point, right? Or or it slows down because it never stops. If I have to help, yep. I help, right? But you are the promoter. You have a job. I am the wrestler. I have a job. If you can afford a ring crew, well, then the ring crew has a job, correct? Yep. But it does not mean that you, as a green kid, get to sit back, yechalte aire en la bola, because you feel. Like you are, you know, Chris Jericho or the next John Cena. Listen, we are independent wrestlers. Unless you are top 0.1%, okay, of the of the indie industry, there's a very little chance that you're going to get anywhere. And I hate to say that because that, but those are the actual facts. This business gives... It, it, this business takes more than it gives, and uh, not a lot of us make it to to work for an AEW or to work for Japan or to work for for WWE. If if you get those opportunities, God bless you, and and I'm happy for you because I've never been one to to uh, to have 
professional jealousy at any point. If my boys are doing great, then good for them. They've earned that spot. They've obviously done something that I have not to get to where they are. And I have just not figured it out yet, right? True. But the, the facts are a lot of us will end up just being independent wrestlers. And that's it. But it does not mean that just because we're independent wrestlers, we, we, we stop paying dues or stop respecting and protecting the business that we love. It's just that uh, it's it's like the uh, how, how you know the um the 2K uh, video game. So basically, yeah. there's a lot of people who believe, oh yeah, I am a 2K wrestler. You know what I mean? Like uh, I just I am all gimmick, and the reason that I am going to be getting a push is because I have a a nice uh, uh, uh gimmick and and I know how to talk and whatever. No, that's it's like, not. That's that's like, that's like a, that. And, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be sexist. For all you feminists out there, that's like saying I'm an Instagram model. No, you a hoe on the internet. There's that's 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 what it is. Amen. Thank you. Don't go there. Thank Don't go you. there because You're I had to, to turn off a uh, You're not an Instagram model because Instagram is not paying you. You you an attention hoe. You hey. want the attention of the twenty likes. Wow. They, whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank you. Well, there's people who actually had ads on like, Instagram, you. so that's another thing. And, uh, you know, and, and like, I'm not going to talk you, about other stuff because I had to actually to turn down another podcast that I never could because I don't want to get into a lot of uh, Oh, like, I don't mind, man. That's no, true. Amen. Don't start. Don't start. Amen. <laughs> and, that's all. Don't well, start. Don't, well, don't worry. But what I'm saying. It's all I'm, facts. It's all facts. <laughs> You can't deny the fact. This is what <laughs> you can't. Well, he just he's spitting facts. Of course, it's Taino. Like it's, I know it's it's facts. It's facts. But you know that uh, there's going to be a lot of heat after that if we okay. go if we jump to the other to the other uh, topic what that we, you, that we and you know you know because we we had that conversation last time that I went to cut cut my hair. So so you know what I'm talking about. Um, what? Uh, I, I, I take oh. that. Oh wait, no, let's let's no. Let's do it. Let's no, do it. All, no. I am on my way out. I'll be honest, and a lot of people know this. But, I'm getting ready to retire and hang on my boots, and I don't give a damn if you book me or not. If you're listening to this, I really don't. Oh, I really shit. don't. I love no, don't start with that because there's going to be a lot of heat that we're going to get. IWA Florida, Brawl USA, and PLW. I, that's all I need to end out my career, and I'm perfectly happy with that. And all three of them know exactly who I am and how I am. So listen, let's no. let's move Alexis talk for a second because I think me and Alexis feel exactly the same way here. First of all, if you are no talented <laughs> TNA, and I don't mean the company, I mean tits and ass, you are not a professional wrestler. You are a fans-only patron type of model in quotation. <laughs> Did he just mess up his phone? I think you messed up your mic and everything. Can you, can you hear me? I hear you uh, not, far away. Not really. Can you, um, hang on. All right, can you hear me now? No. It's the same thing. Damn it. <laughs> he just messed up. What did you do? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I mean, I can I can hear you, but I can I feel I hear you like like far away. I don't know if you had the uh, Bluetooth or if you had the. Uh, no, I don't have Bluetooth. I'm, I'm still on my regular. But listen, all right, hopefully this, you can get it clear. All right. Uh huh. You are not a wrestler. You was a hoe. Like, let's be honest. Look, you wrestled five matches a year, right? 
Oh my god. I don't know. Whatever, whatever Taino said is is Taino's uh, opinion. It had oh, nothing to do. So, oh, don't, so don't sugarcoat this. <laughs> this is Taino's opinion. What is? Yeah. Come on. It, it, it is not. It is not necessarily that. I'm POW. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a No, for but for real, like uh, you you probably won't hear actually hear this part of the podcast. It'll probably get cut. But it will probably pick up from another part. I never caught anything. Dino, give me. Give you me you just almost had a heart attack. Oh my god! I'm just going to just give me just give me a break. Give me a break. Aha, uh -huh, Okay. So I had to basically uh, uh you know stop the recording yeah, for a moment. You're gonna so. have to fix. You're gonna have to fix the sound because I want everybody to hear that last little like. 20-minute rant because it's, it's important for me. It's important. <laughs> anyway, um, the, before, we, before we wrap up, though, I just have one more thing I want to ask you. So out of everything you've done and all the matches you've had and all the companies you've been with, what would say you would be like one memory or one match that sticks out to you for, I don't know, whatever reason it may be, like a, like right, a so best memory or something? So I have, I have two. Um, one's not good. One's great. Um, one is me completely destroying my leg, my left leg, at um, a company that will not be mentioned because I can't stand them and I'm not going to give them the, uh, the time of day. Mm -hmm. But it was myself and Cuban Tune. We used to wrestle under THC. No, that's not standing for the marijuana. It was mm -hmm. the Hispanic Connection, okay, um, versus uh, the Misled Youth, which was Josh Masters and Jude McKenzie. Um, me and Jude had this crazy we've all we've all always had crazy where it was it was the mirror spot he hits the rope okay can you see yeah uh, for the moment you were kind of on you know the connection was not good okay. all right so it, he we called the mirror spot he hits the ropes i hit the ropes and then I was supposed to I was supposed to catch him in the black hole slam, right? All right. The canvas in the ring had a, a a tear in it that I had not seen. So my foot gets stuck in the tear of the canvas, 
as I'm going 100 miles an hour with Jude McKenzie in this mirror spot, right? So where I would normally lift my leg and, and kind of like have this like little jump to mm-hmm. land, I couldn't do that. So my at that point, I was weighing like 280. My 280 pounds plus Jude McKenzie's 200 pounds at like 90 miles an hour turning. Damn. And I felt every ligament in my leg just snap right off. Wow. Now, I'm sure you could hear it. You could hear a loud pop, yeah? For, for those of you that are green, and the reason professional, let me, let me say that again, professional wrestlers wear boots is for things like this because your boots are made out of leather, patented leather. Patented leather swells when you start to sweat, which constricts your leg and your ankles in, in, in its place, right? So if you were to say get caught in the canvas, your leg is not going to break necessarily. I mean, I would have had to been going really fast, like a lot faster than what I was going for the bone to actually snap and come out of my boot, right? Because we've all seen that. Sid Vicious, Gronda in, in AAA, they, they all had that, that popping out of the boot deal, right? But your boot saves your legs 90% of the time. So instead of investing in shooter sneakers and kick pads, invest in a pair of good boots because your boots will save your legs. Trust me. The boots that I had on actually saved my leg from snapping completely around. As far as like my bones because my, my ligaments and everything tore. But the bone itself stayed in place. And it was because my, my boots, you know, held them together. Um, So that was the not so good one. My, my words, you know, they, they called me and and checked up. Yeah, that was the not so good one. The, the, uh, honestly, the the greatest, like, one of the greater moments of my wrestling career was winning the LPW championship two months after my grandfather died. Wow. Very awesome. Like, my dad had just, and, and he's my grandfather, but he's really my dad. He had just passed away, and um, Tugboat and Frankie had already had made the decision way before that to put the title on me and I just I, I know he was looking down at that moment but I really wished he would have been there to be there with me for that moment because he was the one that 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 always inspired me or would always take me to the shows or we sat and we watched Monday Night Raw religiously every Monday um, even though he already knew that I was working he already knew what it, what the deal was you know mm-hmm. um, but he That's would sit down and he would be like, why do they let themselves do that? They're just letting themselves get hit. I'm like, listen, it's just part of the show, bro. You got to calm down. But, but that definitely, like, that, that mem- those two memories are, like, the ones that I always – oh, and, and John – I have a third one. John Davis has been the only person to knock me out dead cold in the ring. He, he's always been one of our mentors and somebody that I've really looked up to and I love working with him because he elevates me to that certain standard, right? Um, and the first match that we had, we had it in Go Russell in Daytona. Uh, DMC, uh, Dante was still a, a referee at that okay. point. And he was the referee for our match. And I blew a spot because I was so nervous that 
that I completely blew the, the opening spot. And I, and I was just going 100 miles an hour, and I couldn't get right. So he, he grabs my arm, and he short-arm clotheslines me. And I saw video, that. That's on video. video. The video is on my on my fan page. So look up Taino, uh, Taino 89 on Facebook. You can find it on the fan page. He hits me so hard, it sounds like a gunshot. But he actually knocks the wind out of me and knocks me out in the process. The next thing I remember was like halfway snoring and Dante being the referee checking on me, asking if I was okay. <laughs> those those are the three those are my three favorite memories from wrestling. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's in for the future, who would you like to be, you know, who would you like to work with uh, in uh, PLW? Nova's at the top of my list. Always has been. Uh, you know that. Um, I, I would like to, to kick the shit out of Johnny Zeke a couple more times. Um, just because I enjoy it. Um, honestly, like, that's really the, the, the oh, and, and Piatronics. If if I can get in the ring with Pythonic, oh, yeah. I, I love that number. Yeah, like I've I followed his career when he was in Cien Porcento Lucha and in Puerto Rico and stuff. And I, I think we would have a good like mix of styles because he's such a high flyer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like I'm not. I'm the complete opposite of that. So yeah. it, you know, it would make it would make a good clash as far as like a little. Oh, you know that Pai, when Paya when you give the green light to Paya with Pythonic. Biotronic is snug as hell. I mean, he yeah. is like <laughs> uh -huh. he's being that's, like a. That's, a why, that's why I'm telling you, it would it would be a killer match. Um, but that's really it, man. Like I'm not, I'm I, like I like I said earlier, I'm on my way out. So like, there's very few people that I want to work with. Um, Corey Chavis is part of Dark City Fight Club with John Davis, and I never got a chance to work with him because he's retired now. Um. But that's that's really much it. That that's all that I've. I'm just on. Like I said, I'm on my way out. I don't have a whole lot left that I want to do. All right. So Very let's nice. see. I mean, uh, once we uh, when, when we come back uh, to to do shows, um, I will have that in consideration. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was supposed that you and Nova will have that match, but then Nova messed up with his shoulder. So. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. I was sad, bro, because I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, and then he said that uh, he that's why he sent the coronavirus. That's why he's why he said the how uh, <laughs> yeah, handshakes. He had to have time to heal. Good good job there, Nova. <laughs> <laughs> they say I'm trying not going to wrestle. Nobody's going to wrestle. So <laughs> anyway, well, Taino, thank you so much for for your time. We've been talking for about like over an hour. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so anything else you can uh, tell you want to plug your your business again? Uh, now listen. So real quick, if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Da Vinci's Barber Studio in Spring Hill, Florida. That's the place to come and see me and get a haircut by the champ. Um, aside from that, man, just keep supporting local wrestling. Independent wrestling is where it's at. You, you like the fans, I say when I say you, the fans are so quick to pay $50, $60, $100 to go see a WWE show, but you do not get the personalization that you would in an independent show. Yeah, we don't have... We don't have the big lights and pyrotechnics, but you can talk to us. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, approachable. You know, mm -hmm. we'll sign your autographs and we're not going to charge you $20 to sign your autograph. You know, buy our T-shirts. Our T-shirts are $15 most of the time. And, and you have no problem buying a John Cena T-shirt for $35 
there should be no problem buying one of our t-shirts for 15. Support your local wrestling, support your independent wrestlers. You know, we are the future because eventually some of us will make it to that level. Some of us won't, but those that will, you're going to want to say, you know, I saw him when he was wrestling in a bingo hall or in a gymnasium or inside a bar and yeah. then you're going to miss out on that opportunity. And for, the, and for the boys in the back and, and the women wrestlers, not, not the models, keep doing what you're doing, perfect your craft, watch video because that's the only way we get better. Watch your matches, watch other people's matches, keep doing what you're doing, and please, for the love of God, protect the business. Make people, make people believers again. Because I know that we're in a in a in a era where the internet kills our business, but it does not mean that you cannot go out there, work your eight minutes, and make them believe again. Because every time I go out, no matter who's it with, or or, or what shape I'm in, or how I'm feeling, I make sure that they leave believing in the fact that we just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And that is facts for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, well, thank you so much for, for uh, joining us tonight. And, uh, uh, you know, hope to see you soon uh, once everything, you know, comes back to normal, you know, to normal. Yeah, take right, care, guys. for sure. Okay. All right, take care. Bye.